many computers died to bring you this podcast. Welcome to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast that lives on even after my hard drive is dead. I am happy to have Nathaniel Wayne back on the show again, and we'll be talking a little bit about The Force Awakens and the narrative argument for or against more Star Wars films. But this discussion wasn't supposed to happen this early in the podcast. There's a bit of serendipity with a discussion of Star Wars Episode 7 happening on Dead Boffin Spies Episode 7. But I assure you that is entirely coincidental. The reason you're listening to Nathaniel and me talk about The Force Awakens instead of the irredeemable Shag and me talk about X-Wing Rogue Squadron is because a few days ago, my hard drive crashed. And right now, if you thought to yourself, well, do you back up your files regularly? Shut up. That's not helping. I've sent my computer off to be repaired, and hopefully some of the files can be salvaged. Well, hopefully all of the files can be salvaged, but I'm setting my expectations a little more modestly. I had five unpublished episodes in various states of completion when the computer crashed. One of them was completely finished. All I had to do was give it a proof listen to make sure there were no bizarre audio problems and then upload it. Two others just needed me to record intros, and the other two needed short interviews or conversations that would have taken about ten minutes each. Five episodes, very close to being done, and placed in the queue for a regularly scheduled release. Now, who knows when or if any of those episodes will come out. But I didn't want to not release an episode this week. I have precious few regular listeners as it is. I can't afford to turn them off by not delivering the product. So I threw this episode together as quick as I could. The topic was entirely Nathaniel's idea, when he asked me a couple weeks ago if the narrative of the Star Wars saga justified a sequel trilogy. Think about that for a second. Return of the Jedi ends with the Emperor and Darth Vader dead, the Empire in ruins, and the heroes reunited and lovingly embracing by the warm firelight. That's about as conclusive as you can get for a happy ending. That's a great way to end the story, and Nathaniel brings up the point that continuing the Star Wars saga just might betray that happy ending. If you ask, does the world need more Star Wars movies? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're thinking, of course it does. What kind of stupid question is that? Yeah, no, it's it's a conclusion that I've come to slowly because I think the answer is actually no. And it's, it's not a conclusion that I'm happy that I've come to. Hang on, I'm going to kill this interview right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> the... You know, here's the thing. When when it was first announced that Disney had bought Star Wars and they were going to make more movies that George Lucas did not have direct control over, I got optimistic. And the more we found out, the more optimistic I got. And when the trailer first came out, 
I was happy with it. I'm still happy with it. But the more that I've thought about it, the more I just think it's an inherently bad idea and a narrative dead end. Because... And, and here's the thing. I'm not saying the movie's not going to be any good. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about speculation about what will or will not happen or what, you know, what, whether or not any of it will be any good. I hope it'll be good. It probably will be good. But just looking at it from any narrative point of view, what is the central pillar of the story of Star Wars, of the saga, of all six movies? Well, the saga of Skywalker. It's basically... Mm. Been- no, it's not. You think it's the war against the Empire? It's the rise and fall of the Empire. Okay. Prequels is the rise, original is the fall. And yes, it's filtered through the Skywalkers, but everything is hit, all, the story is all hung on the bones mm-hmm. of the rise and fall of the Empire. Okay. I, yeah, I agree with that, actually. I don't think the rise was done very well, but I agree that the classic trilogy is essentially the destruction of the Empire, the defeat of the Empire. And Return of the Jedi is a is a pretty great way to end that story. And that's the thing. I don't think there's any way to continue without undermining that ending. Now, is this is the Star Wars universe big enough to accommodate under, uh, other stories? Well, yes. Decades worth of, ex, of expanded universe proves that that's the case. But the thrust of the movies was always pretty centrally focused on rise and fall of the Empire, not the outlying stuff. You know, all, of the, all the other nooks and crannies got filled in in other mediums, video games, comic books, novels, what have you. And... I, this really started to get to me when after the trailer had come out mm-hmm. uh, for The Force Awakens, and I found myself thinking about the Stormtroopers yeah, and trying to figure out why they're there. Because my first gut feeling when I saw that was, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of, and I even said this when I did my, my video that that had my first reaction to the trailer. I was like, well, okay, so they took out the Emperor, but the infrastructure's still there, and that still had stormtroopers. Except that, when you take out, you know, this vicious empire, what you don't want is to keep the symbols of their oppressive power, and the stormtroopers are pretty central to that. So I'm just left with the feeling... And again, I'm not trying to get into speculation of the story, but I, I see one of two things happening, both of which feel like they undermine the end of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Either the Empire in some form is still around. Maybe there's viceroys and generals or sure, whatever yeah. trying to fill the power vacuum left by the Emperor. Maybe there's a lot of infighting or whatever, but the Empire is still around in some form. Yeah, That's option A. Option B is Empire is gone, but now there's something else that is just as bad coming back. And, and what, it would have to be something that is co-opted, like you said, the symbols of the Empire, because we see TIE fighters and we see stormtroopers. Yeah. So... Unless those have been co-opted by the heroes and they're now parts of of a new republic or something like that, then yeah, and we have to assume that there's still some fragment of the empire, whether or not it's still in power or if it's just like clinging to existence. And and the thing is that I'm sure there are people who make the argument, well, that's what happens when 
an Empire Falls. Things aren't suddenly clean and everybody lives happily ever, ever after forever. But that's reality. True. This is fantasy. Right. I mean, we go, you, something like Star Wars is pure escapist fantasy. And when the huge, epic, evil force mm-hmm. is gone, mm-hmm. everybody should get to live happily ever after. That's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And now to come back 20 years later and go, ah, 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 you know, maybe that's more real and truer to what tends to happen in real life, which is messy and not so clean, but that's, that is inherently unsatisfying to me as a member of the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, I do understand that, and I, I agree, because after I'd seen the movies, you know, growing up, I remember thinking that the stories I everyone talked about how there were it was supposed to be this nine part saga and we only got to the middle chunk. I was never interested in seeing parts seven, eight, and nine. You know, I, I didn't care about those. I did want to see episodes one, two, and three. Those were the ones that really intrigued me. I wanted to see the background of Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, and now I regret that decision. <laughs> or you, you you were young and foolish. You didn't right, know. Right. Um, but the reason I never, the reason I never wanted to see the sequel trilogy was because I agree. I felt like Return of the Jedi was a good punctuation mark for the story, and that it didn't leave a lot unresolved. The heroes got their happy ending, and the the villain was destroyed, and it was a fantasy story, so it didn't need more nuance than that. I didn't, I didn't. So I, I was good with that being the end of it. So when they said uh, and. Part of me is like secretly glad that they're the the title card that came out when the movie was advertised didn't say episode seven. It just said The Force Awakens. And I was like, you know what? Good. Let this let this not necessarily be the next chapter that comes after Return of the Jedi. Let this just be another Star Wars story. And that is what I want from the sequels. And obviously we're going to see those old heroes because that was the first thing that was announced was that Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, uh, Harrison Ford, and the other stars were coming back. But I don't want their adventures. Um, part of what made them such fundamentally great and lovable heroes in Star Wars was that they were young. And when you're talking about a story about rebellion, you, rebellion and youth go hand in hand. So I want this story to be about a new generation. And I would be just as happy if we didn't see Luke, Leia, and Han. I know we are. So I hope that they're... Parts are good, but marginalized. The, but, but and you did mention, obviously the Star Wars universe is big enough to accommodate more stories. And I knew that like the first time I saw the Mos Eisley Cantina, which might be my single favorite element in all of Star Wars, because even as a little kid being so young, like when I saw that, and I didn't see it when it was in the theaters, but when I saw it when I was four, maybe, that scene like blew my mind away because I was not... Every one of those characters has a story, and they have something to do. And the Expanded Universe has told some of those stories, but I felt like I would have followed any of those characters and seen them be the Luke Skywalker of their story, of their life. So as just a pure fan, I want to see other adventures told in this backdrop. Does it have to be the same? No, it doesn't. But And... And I, I don't know. I would be fine if they weren't fighting the Empire, and maybe they are. So, and and I think that's that's where my big concern is coming. It's, it's not necessarily the heroes, and it's not that they're bringing back you know Han, Luke, Leia. It it, it is what is the threat. I think that's where my concerns come in. Because if the threat is still the Empire, mm-hmm. or is the rebirth of the Empire, or is 
some form of the Sith co-opting all the resources of the Empire or whatever it is, then it's just, well, then what did we win at the end of Jedi? It wouldn't surprise me because it's similar to what they did in the books is maybe maybe it's it's sort of East Berlin, West Berlin, and maybe like the galaxy is just sort of carved in half and the Empire still has nominal control over a portion of the galaxy. And for whatever story reason, the heroes have to travel like across enemy lines. And, you know, where whereas the, the classic trilogy did have a lot of visual parallels to World War II in terms of, like, the uniforms and some of the, the artistic look, maybe we're going to see a bit of a Cold War story told through these. And I don't know if that's going to be any good. I don't know if that's going to resonate with fans. Probably not in the same way, but I mean, I, it would be it would be an explanation that I could justify. I mean, ultimately, what I find myself thinking is that there's room for spinoffs, and as much as as much as spinoffs, honestly and on premise, generally annoy me, mm-hmm. I think that there is a better narrative, artistic justification for something like a movie about Boba Fett or a movie about a group of. You know, smugglers who are on the periphery of everything else going on because, like you said, mm-hmm. every character in that cantina can have their own story, but it is going to be a smaller story, right. and that's the problem because it's, it's, because it's Star Wars. That means that it has to be this huge, massive story, and they can't just make the smaller, more character stories that make more narrative sense to be telling now that the Empire is gone. They have to make it big and epic, and I don't see how they can do that without undermining stuff. Well, if if they try to parallel the original trilogy in in another way. J.J. I mean, Abrams has said that he's directing the first one, but that's it. And then I don't remember the name of the other... Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson is, is directing... directing episodes eight and possibly nine. Okay. Um, so it sounds like The Force Awakens might be more of a standalone story, and then eight and nine might be a little bit more connected together. And it does sort of parallel, because Star Wars, the classic one was a bit of a personal adventure story with this with these sort of massive consequences but if you look that it does sort of separate from empire and return of the jedi those are by nature empire <coughs> empire needed a sequel to yes. complete its story well they, they fed more directly one into the other whereas the the first star wars it it told a pretty complete story obviously they didn't take down the whole empire right, so there right. was stuff left but to do but they took down the immediate threat yes so maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe The Force Awakens will feel like it's just a, a sort of, we're just finding our new her- our new heroes in their personal story. And the stakes and the scope will, will get bigger in the other ones. Um, but I do agree. I was never that interested in the spinoff movies when they were talking about doing a Yoda movie or a Han Solo movie. But as I started here, just, well, okay, what if it was a spinoff about a character who we haven't seen yet? Okay, just a sort of short, done-in-one Star Wars story that kind of didn't that didn't necessarily have to be about destroying the super weapon, but just kind of a personal technology. That would be more interesting. I would like to see that. Don't give me any more Han Solo movies or Yoda movies. Just, no, 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 no. I don't need Good to see version. another Obi-Wan Kenobi movie about him passing his time on the desert while still going on adventures. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody needs that. Um, and you and McGregor doesn't need the money. No. So, I guess we'll see, and we'll get a better sense of the Empire's involvement when when the next trailer drops. I understand all of your points, and 
I don't have a good argument against them because, as I said, like when when I first when I was a kid, I thought Return of the Jedi is the end. That's we don't need more. But as a fan, selfishly, I like more. I don't. I don't. <laughs> do I need more Star Wars? No. Would I like some? Yes, please. <laughs> I don't need another piece of cake. But if you're offering, <laughs> people already know if they listen to episodes. Four and six, but one more time, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter at Council of Geeks and on YouTube, you just search Council of Geeks and you'll find me doing ramblings much like you hear me do, do with Ryan. And actually, you'll even see Ryan on there and you can see what this guy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we needed that advertisement. Okay, thank you very much for doing this uh, on particularly short notice, but it was your idea, so I feel like this was self serving for you as well. Shh. <laughs> Good night. Good night. One more thing before I go, and I hate to end on a somber note, but I didn't want to wait any longer. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Richard Bonehill, a character actor who appeared in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Mr. Bonehill played several different rebel and imperials in the films, but his most notable role was that of Nyan Num, the Celestin who co-pilots the Millennium Falcon during the Battle of Endor. I admit I had never heard of Richard Bonehill before he died a week ago. I wish I had. For all the obscure and even absurd bits of Star Wars trivia caged in my brain, the names of a lot of the cast members elude me. I know the lead actors, of course, and I know a few of the others. I know Dennis Lawson played Wedge Antilles. I know Jeremy Bullock played Boba Fett, and thanks to the last episode, I know that Jason Wingreen provided the voice. I know that Julian Glover played General Veers, mostly because I know his other work, including Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and Game of Thrones. But I don't know who played Mon Mothma. I don't know who played Admiral Akbar or Lobot or Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. I wish I'd known Richard Bonehill played Nine Numb, because I love that character. I love his big fish lips and his mousy ears and eyes. Even though he never spoke a line in English, from the first time I saw him, I knew here was a man sort of, who had as much character potential as Chewbacca in R2-D2. I can say pretty definitively that Nyan Num is my favorite character introduced in Return of the Jedi. I used to play with the toy until the head broke off, and even then I still hung on to the head like it was a magic token. Because I'm so fond of the character, I wish I could have appreciated the actor even the slightest bit while he was alive. Okay, that's way, way more maudlin than I ever want to get on this podcast, so it's time to end this thing. I want to thank Nathaniel Wayne for being my guest once again. You can find him on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for Council of Geeks and you'll find him, and sometimes me as well. If you enjoyed listening to the show and you'd like to offer feedback, you can leave a comment on the show's blog page at deadbothandspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadbothandspies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter, at RyanDaily01, or the username CountDrunkula. Dead Bath and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show belong solely to the speaker. All music and audio clips are used for entertainment purposes and are believed covered under fair use, and I make no money off this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and until next time... May the Force be with those computer technicians trying to save my hard drive.
pants. Do I get? Yes. Mm.